Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? We give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And we're here tonight talking Poltergeist 3. <laughs> we're continuing further the to Homeowners Association. Closer to, yeah, <laughs> closer to Halloween, and we're moving to Chicago this time. That's right. But first, before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, thanks to everyone for listening every week. Um, we just want to say thank you right off the top of the bat. And also, if you want to uh, shoot us any feedback or anything, Eliz, where can people get in touch with us? Yeah, we're really close to the end of this franchise. So yeah. please email us with your ideas. SequelRights at gmail.com and hang out with us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SequelRights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your downloads mean a lot. The reviews mean even more. Uh, we really appreciate it. Well, we have uh, moved a little bit further on in time to 1988. For- I'm, I exist in the world at this point. That's right. Every, all of us exist. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> but none of We're us saw here. Poltergeist in theaters, three in theaters, because, you know, too, too young. Too young. Too young. Too young for this PG-13 movie. Um, well, why don't we take a listen to this spooky trailer? <laughs> Guess who's back in town? <laughs> I cut out about like uh, I don't know, ten to fifteen seconds of that trailer. Wait, why, just, didn't, why didn't you cut out the MGM lion and the THX? Because like, there was sound. nothing else in the trailer. <laughs> it's just like this, like floating camera flying through Chicago, like. I like how it says, guess who's back in town? And it's like, and by town, we mean Chicago this time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Guess who's back? (laughs) Uh, So funny, that trailer. Um, Yeah. Carol Ann is back. Carol Ann is a little teenage girl. (laughs) (laughs) She's like 11. 11. She's preteen. She's a preteen. She's grown up a little bit. It's the bit. word I was looking for. Yeah, she could look a little older if they didn't have her in those, like, long john. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the movie's clearly trying to, like, make her still look like she's the same, same age, age, basically. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, like, go put on these shining pajamas. Yeah. yeah. Put on the snowsuit from uh, A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look like a kid again. Uh, yeah, so Carol Ann is back, but uh, we're missing a lot of the original cast. <laughs> Uh, by the time we hit this third movie. Yep. Yeah. Apparently the parents have shipped her off to uh, her aunt in Chicago, Aunt yep. Trish. Don't you call her Aunt Trish. She doesn't like that. She likes to be called Aunt Pat. But you, re- you know why? Because it's clear that her grandmother, her mother, did not love her because not mentioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, when the, and when the grandma... Uh, she wasn't guess, even in any of the yeah. flesh. And she never had any powers either. Right. Yeah. It's when the grandma, you know, banished Cain at the end of the last one. Did not do it for all siblings. Yeah. No. This is the totally non-special child. But right. I think it's just like... I don't know. Maybe it's like just something about how names change over history but the fact that she wants to be called pat instead of trish because it's like d class a or whatever but to me pat sounds way more like cheap and you know low rent than trish i don't know yeah so well the snl skit didn't help that 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, well, we've got uh, Tom Skerritt and Nancy Allen here in here with the parents. Tom Skerritt is Bruce Gardner. Yep. Um, also and, makes uh, a very handsome corpse with a mustache. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Later on in this movie, he turns into like a full leg zombie corpse uh, prop, but he's, they still put the mustache on it, which is yeah. hilarious. And uh, someone else I was surprised to see, uh, Lara Flynn Boyle, Flynn Boyle in there. That's right. Donna. Yeah. Plain still Donna. Donna. <laughs> this is Donna the early years before she moved to no, Twin No, like Peaks. seriously. Like you, the, even, the years even match up. If this is in 88, she could have moved to Twin Peaks immediately after this That's movie. Right. Like, I don't remember... Did and, we see Donna's parents? Oh, yeah, I guess we disavowed do. disavowed her parents. She has, like, yeah. Donna has, like, those two stupid sisters or whatever. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. anyways, in my mind, it's the same well, Donna. Well, it's, it's the other side Donna that leaves. Ah, yeah. yeah. It is really, yeah, it is really funny that uh, it's the same character name. I was like, And it's, yeah. like, basically the same character. She's like, let me look at myself in the mirror some more. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as pretty as my friend Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this was her first movie, I believe, actually, oh. um, back in 1980. Oh, I thought that was Men in Black. You thought that was her first <laughs> no. movie? What about The Practice? <laughs> <laughs> this is a TV show. But so. Men in Black 2 she was in. Oh, that was. I thought that was the first movie. <laughs> that was the birth of cinema, right? <laughs> the first film. Um, yeah, so we kind of get a little bit of setup. We're introduced to uh, this family who uh, is living in like a very nice... Uh, almost like penthouse apartment in the uh, John Hancock Center in Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And um, uh, this is basically, uh, oh, I'm, I wanted to call it Skyline. What was the, the rock movie? Yeah, Skyscraper. Sky, skyscraper. It is. Yeah. This is Skyscraper. It's the Tom- most literal uh, <laughs> title you could ever think of, and yeah, you couldn't think of it. Well, couldn't but, <laughs> do people really live in buildings like this in Chicago where there's like a mall and a grocery well, store? The John and, Hancock like, Center is like that. Really? And like offices? Bottom. Yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly office buildings. Um, I don't know if people live there. I'm not sure, um, but it is definitely it is definitely a mall at the bottom, and then office uh, office yeah. uh, buildings in the yeah. Floor. But clearly, there's like multiple floors of just like apartments. It's yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's very much like the uh, hotel and I mean, I'm sorry, the apartment complex in High Rise, uh, which is a great movie. Yeah. Um, it was funny. There's a there's a moment um, in the movie where Donna's like. Oh, I really want to go to this party, but I gotta watch Carol Ann. And I was thinking like that her friends were having a party like somewhere else in the city. Yeah, but no, apparently it's just in the same hall. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> your, it's like, her friends from the carpool, so they yeah, all live right. in the same building. I was like, oh, I would have totally got to that party if you're just gonna go a few floors down or yeah. something. Like, who cares? Three doors to, down, as it were. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought you had to leave the building. Um, but uh, yeah, you know who's not back? Um, unfortunately, uh, your favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy who plays Kane, Julian Baker. Oh, uh, I was going to say Robbie. <laughs> oh, well, Robbie's gone, yes, thank God. No, apparently he had decided to stop doing acting. Uh, oh. before to become films. an orthodontist. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's not true. Oh, you're joking. Yeah. Oh, because of the braces, braces thing. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, so Kane is back in this movie. Yeah. We see him very early on, like... Uh, there's this creepy like window washer that apparently is like friends with Carol Ann a little bit because he's like waving at her like I, right like I see you all the time and I'm sad because I'm done washing your window because I'm a creepy old man 
who watches a little girl through a window. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it'd be creepier if he didn't wave, though. You know, like if you see the well, kid watching you watch the window, you're like, oh, hey, and, what's up? And you know? Tom Skerritt's character is like the building manager, which right. doesn't quite make sense why he has like one of the nicest penthouses there. <laughs> it does, <laughs> like, I guess. He's like, I, I guess he's like the, I, I think what it is is like he's a really hands-on developer more than anything else. Right, yeah. He's the same thing like, like Quest of Verde, how like the dad worked for the company and so yeah. they had one of the first houses. Yeah. Um, but so he would know the the window washer guy, I guess, because sure. because his dad Tom Skerritt knows like every security dude and the plumber and like everybody yeah. else. In the and building. he also has access to the uh, window washing crane thing. He does whatever that's called. And like <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, we see Uncle Bruce and how he has a really good relationship with Carol Ann and everything. And so I'm like, oh, this must be like. Tom Skerritt must be playing Craig T. Nelson's brother or right. Joe Ben's brother. Because he clearly has such a great relationship with Caroline. But then, no, it's like this other, like, relative, Aunt Tish slash Pat, who is, like, the one that is actually related to Caroline. Yeah. And he's just, like, she just recently married this guy with his teenage daughter. Yeah, this guy who just can't wait to kiss everyone he On could possibly, <laughs> possibly find. Which, like, I, I, it's a little strange, but, you know, it was the 80s. That's why I the guess. window washer was waving so much. Uh, <laughs> you know, those mouth kisses from his boss. Yeah, there's a, yeah, the scene when he kisses Donna in the mouth, I was like, oh, God, I don't well, know. I guess maybe if you thought she was going to die and you're a single uh, dad. And I you're, suppose. Uh, whatever, anyways. <laughs> he, he thought she was going to die in that scene? When she was on the phone? Or you thought she had just... Oh, no, I was thinking about later after <laughs> oh, he saves okay. her. Okay. Does he do it twice? He does it when she's, like, on the phone with her friend. She, Ugh. like, interrupts her on the phone so that he can say, like, no ghost stories and then give her a kiss on the mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that in it of itself was a little creepy, but, like, he wasn't creepy, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, no, yeah, no, he didn't come up all, as creepy. Yeah, no, it all yeah. seemed very earnest, and he actually cared about these people. I, yeah. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. So it's kind of weird how, like, he clearly has... A much better relationship with Carol Ann than her own, like, actual aunt who is, yeah. like, not so hot on the idea She's of like, Carol Ann being here. I can't here. believe my sister Which, pressured me into this. I guess it actually makes sense because he's raised a daughter. He's had a daughter. And yeah. I guess that's and what she it has is. not. Yeah. Yeah. She, used to, she wasn't expecting to have two kids. No. She was expecting to have one gallery. <laughs> yeah. She so, can't get all her work done. Right. Yeah. Unclear if she is the artist or she's not the artist. The oh, Japanese no, just, guy is the artist. Yeah, it's, oh, just right. her gar- it's just her gallery. Takamitsu or whatever his name yeah. is. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, the guy who is so unfriendly that he pissed off all the patrons of the art gallery in right. one night. <laughs> yep. Damn those unfriendly Japanese people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he does like scary skeleton art right. that also looks like it's from Twin Peaks or something. Yeah. Like. There's a, so this movie is like very much all about mirrors and tricks, yeah. tricks with mirrors. Um, and there's one that happens early on that I was like, that's cool. And then it continued to happen the rest of the movie. And I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's this one time where, um, you know, uh, what's her name? Pat is uh, down sitting next to one of the like creepy kind of like statues that he makes Mm -hmm. and like the statue sitting next to her in the mirror turns its head to look at her. Yeah. And I was like, Oh God, those statues are creepy and now it's creepier. Um, and I like that, but then the statues did not come back. No, the statues no. don't do anything. I was else. really th- hoping they were going to come alive and attack everybody. Like, yeah, there'd be yeah. like a set piece in the art gallery. And I was like, those yeah. bones better not be from real animals. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't think they had the budget for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so creepy stuff in this movie, as opposed to Poltergeist 2, starts happening pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's lots of, like, sometimes hilarious uh, <laughs> mirror tricks and yes. stuff. Um, we learn that uh, Carol Ann is going to a school for the gifted. She's with one prof- of the X-Men. With, yeah, with Professor Xavier. <laughs> yeah. Shitty Professor Xavier, because yeah. this guy sucks. Sweater vest Xavier. Xavier. Dr. Seton. And every time I thought they yeah. were saying Dr. Satan, because they say it so, like... Quickly. He really sucked. Like, his whole thing is that Carol Ann has no... Like, her only power is, like, the power of suggestion. That yeah. she somehow hypnotizes everyone into thinking that all these things have happened. Like, there's a, there's a point where the, the kids are... She's being observed behind a two-way mirror by a bunch of other doctors, and uh, (laughs) somebody she throws the coffee cup right, or he throws the coffee. uh, No, there's like the hand. The hand comes up. Yeah, there's like a ghost hand. There's a ghost hand that Carol Ann sees. Then he sees it. Then the ghost hand throws the coffee mug at breaks the the mirror. Breaks breaks the mirror, and then Doctor Seaton's like, "Ah, it's so simple. She made me see a hand, and then she made you think to throw your cup." Through this side of the window. I love that where scene. all the glasses are broken out from the other side. <laughs> yeah, and, and the lady's just kind of like, oh, okay. She's not like, yeah, no, has, I didn't break the window, you yeah, dumb she has shit. This, like, she has this look, yeah, she has this look of like, uh, that makes sense? Like, clearly all the glass really? came towards <laughs> them, not yeah. away from them. Like It's like she somehow broke it and then reached through and then pulled the mug. It's like, no. And that scene is goes on hilariously long. Like, there's so many double takes between Dr. Seton looking oh, at... Yeah, he's like, huh, huh? Looking in the room, huh. looking at the mirror, looking at the room, looking at the mirror. <laughs> so funny. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot of that. that. Like you said, it's like, oh, these mirror tricks are fun. And then I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see it's whatever's endless happening endless mirror tricks. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that... Throughout this whole movie, I'm like, oh man, they, I know I can tell that like they put a lot of work into this, but then like so many of the set pieces and stuff come off like comedically to me. Yes, <laughs> um, because like it, you know, I don't know if it was like the, it's just trying to be so serious and everything. Um, There's another mirror trick where uh, <laughs> where like Pat and Bruce are getting ready, and Bruce is like tying his bow tie in the mirror, and he like turns and goes away, and then. Like his evil version is like standing in the mirror still, and Pat turns and sees it, and sees that it's like behind what's happening in the room, yeah. uh, and then she just kind of looks like, huh, what, huh, what, and that's the end of the scene. And she then doesn't it cuts me- away. She doesn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. She's just like, I must have been, I must be stressed for this this gallery opening. Yeah, it must have been some of that mass hypnosis I was under. So the main night is the night of the big gallery opening. Uncle Bruce and Aunt Pat have gone down, and Donna is supposed to be watching Carol Ann. And then she leaves to go party with her friends. Car- Carol Ann's like, I'll cover for you. You just go down. Like, I, like, yeah, which is very nice of her, but it's like she's already kind of been seeing creepy shit, so I don't know why yeah. she was like, oh, But it's also possible that she's just been seeing creepy shit her, <laughs> her entire whole life. life. Yeah. Right, right. And she's like over Carol. She doesn't want Carol Ann to be there. She's right. Like, whatever. It's it's a, not kind of, my kid. It's kind of a touching scene where like they, the Carolyn overhears her saying like, "Hey, I don't want you to be here." And then like Donna's immediately like, "Hey, I didn't mean that." Like you know, I was just talking to my friend. She's like, "Yeah, I know, it's cool." Yeah. Like they 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 do the movie does try to make you give a shit about this new family. Like there there I did like the sequence where they missed the carpool. And like mm-hmm. they're running down, and so they have to run back up, and so you see Pat like kind of being a mom to these people. Like they they do try to make this a family. She's like, we can cut them off at the pass. Yeah, and, and I was like, what pass, pass are you talking about? 
So yeah, uh, Donna has left. She's with her friends partying. They're doing all sorts of security camera, break into the pool, steal beer, hijinks. Because she has the master key set. She couldn't stay away from Hot Scott. Hot Scott. <laughs> Hot Scott. <laughs> Who looks like a low-rent Tate Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this guy Scott is really funny in the movie, too. Um, there's this whole like moment where he's like, hey, you have access to that grocery store? And she's like, yeah, why? We should go get some beer. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to steal anything. And he's like, no, nah, I've got money. <laughs> and then she's like, we should get beer. And she's like, no, I don't think so. And he's just like, yes. <laughs> she's like, no, <laughs> yes. Turns huh. out he's the one with powers of suggestion. <laughs> just, I think that happens for like, he goes back and forth with the no, yes, like four times. And he's just like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> And they do. Yeah. <laughs> Kipley Wentz playing Scott there. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this is like the only interesting child star check in. So I'll oh, just tell you right now, it. even though he's not like really that young. But Kipley Wentz now uh, lives in Waukegan, Illinois. Mm. Uh, he's got a wife and two kids. And his business is that he is Mr. Kipley Magic and Puppets. And he does magic and puppet shows at libraries, museums, elementary schools, senior centers for... Anywhere between two hundred and fifty and four hundred dollars per show. <laughs> you know, I could see it. He had that magician look to him. You know what? You know what else I could see is that he's actually like he uses mirrors and the puppets and the mirrors, and <laughs> it's just he's actually haunted. <laughs> yeah, he is. Haunted. Well, <laughs> one of his tricks that he does for kids love it at parties where he puts on a bow tie and then walks away from a mirror, <laughs> and then the guy that was in the mirror stays there and stands there for a well, little I, bit. I do think he's potentially one of the few characters who actually dies in this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a lot of message boards were like, wait, so what happened to Scott? He never came back. Like, <laughs> Look, Scott didn't have anyone on the other side <laughs> who, who loved, loved him. him. <laughs> so he, he's dead to the world. He couldn't come back. His friend was like, like, oh, where's Scott? And it's like, that little shit, he's probably stealing beer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this seriously. Is one of the, that's this is one get. of the new rules that the, the sequel introduces. Like, as long as there's someone on this side of the world that loves you, you can k- be brought back from the other side. Right, right. There was never a, a, a moment where, in the, like, that was ever a thing or ever in question. On oh, yeah, because everyone movies. in the other movies, like, were family and they loved them. So. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I understand that they probably couldn't get all the actors back, but, like, the whole message of the last movie was, like, your power is that you're a family and that you have to stay together and not separate. And then as soon as that's over, they're like, okay, Caroline, go to live with your aunt and uncle and, right. yeah, get away from us. Well, yeah, it doesn't really make sense, like, you know, in Poltergeist 2, it seems fairly clear that they defeated Kane and it's done. Right. Uh, Grandma so, came back from heaven to kick Kane's ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they threw a magic spear in. Yeah. Um, so in this one, it's like, oh, no, he was just lost and looking for Caroline. Well, and still. you get the um, Tangina specifically blames Dr. Seaton. So I guess it, they were kind of trying to give off the idea that him, like, putting her under and hypnotizing her somehow allowed Kane to discover her location. Yeah, it was like... Because Tangina kind of, like, wakes up in a daze and it's like, oh, my right. God, he found her. Like, no, that, that scene was hilarious. She's literally at <laughs> yeah. tea with a friend, and she's like, you finish your tea. Like, I got, like, Kane's found she's her. She's like, yeah, she's pouring tea, and her friend's like, Tangina? Because she's, like, spilling the tea yeah. over. <laughs> Are you okay? Um, yeah, I, I uh, forgot what I was about to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... 
it's just it's just interesting that they brought Kane back at all. Like right. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking that they should have. I mean, since the actor had passed away, and they decided to go with this new actor, Nathan Davis, who has you know makeup to kind of like match the likeness of Julian Beck. I thought they should have just gone with someone else. Like, yeah, can't like, they? Can't they just have a different ghost? It's oh my god, it's Abel. I think it would have. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Especially though, since you, the first movie is kind of about the suburbia taking yeah. over the, and now you have like this exorbitant skyscraper, you know, like you could have done something with that. Yeah. And, and like, you know, Chicago, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's plenty of bodies. Yes. And lots of, lots of, you know, native American history. They could have like done something with that yeah. as well. If they wanted to continue on that whole train, uh, which maybe wouldn't have been good either, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, Haunted, I mean, it, the, the thing that's fun about these movies is that they take places where ghost stories didn't really feel like that they could exist and make them exist there. And like apartment complex, very cool place for ghost story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potentially. Some, yeah, potentially. Some some <laughs> of that works here. A lot of it doesn't. Yeah. And I do like this idea of the, you know, the mirror and like, right. Uh, the mirror, because there's lots of stuff in ghost stories about like mirrors showing things that aren't there and all that. Um, so, but I just feel like it got a little tired, and then eventually yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so mirrors are like the main point of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think like right now in the '80s, like you know, Towering Inferno and whatever else, there's a lot of like movies grappling with the fact that like we are building these giant structures that supposedly our whole lives could be like contained in them like a big mall that has everything you could possibly need or an apartment building that also has all these things you never have to leave you know like that kind of i feel like they could have done something with that idea but instead they were just like oh a skyscraper lots of movies are set there let's do it too yeah another thing i want to talk about so have you guys like had you guys seen this at all no No. not at all uh, I hadn't seen it either, but my first, uh, my first, you know, experience of this movie uh, was, you know, one of the early years out here in LA. I had gone to uh, the Everything Is Terrible festival, and they were showing, ah. they, yeah, they were showing a bunch of, uh, you know, kind of like found footage videos or you know, supercuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed this supercut from uh, from, from YouTube, um, and. I had never seen Poltergeist three. And after seeing this, it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, so one of the things, main things that people talk about with this movie is how many times they say Carol, Carol Ann. Yeah. I know it practically becomes like a one syllable word. They say it so many times like, Karen, Karen. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like I really need to play some of this video. It's, it's a little bit, Do it. it's a little bit long, Do but just it. so you guys can get a sense of what we watched in case you haven't watched it. This is a clip from, um, I don't know if this is the one that I watched originally, but I think it is, um, from YouTube user Necromotors 61. Um, um, this is a clip of uh, all the times people are saying Carol Ann. Here we go. Carol Ann. 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 Please, Callan. 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 Hey, Callan. Doing us, Callan. Okay. 
<laughs> you guys, that was about like 40 seconds taken from like about a four minute video. Yeah, I was going to say, I was waiting for Donna. Donna's was my favorite. Like, oh, yeah. Careless Charlie. So it says, according to the IMDb, it is 121 times Ooh, in this movie. Wow. I almost want to call this movie like saying people's names, the film. <laughs> yeah. Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Pat, oh, Bruce. Trisha, Pat, you guys, Trisha. I have that clip as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play it a little bit okay, later good. when we get to the end. Because that scene, I was like, stop this right now. Yeah, this <laughs> movie would make a great Carol Ann drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. If you want to die. Dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would be dead. Uh, 121 times. That's insane. Maybe if you're going to take a tiny sip, a sip of beer. Yeah. Um, so shit really starts going down and Carol Ann finds herself in the garage and suddenly she's on a puddle, which also could be a mirror. <laughs> and she's like, I kind of like this effect. Um, no, the puddle's awesome. Yeah. She's like on this puddle and then all of a sudden the floor of the puddle like drops out and hands are grabbing her and like pulling her in. And luckily, Donna and Scott are there to help save the day. <laughs> or just be the worst ever at saving the day. And get pulled in and do <laughs> yeah. a horrible job. I love it. They're, like, trying to get her out. And then all of a sudden, like, one hand comes up and grabs Scott. And he's like, no! Nah! And he goes in. Donna goes in. Everyone goes in. Yeah. I, I, when Scott first went in, I was kind of like, all right, well, there goes him. But then the, they, like, took Donna. And I was like, oh, okay, we're all going in. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they all disappear to the other side <laughs> for a while. And, uh Tangina shows up on the scene and they don't know who she is. And uh, this time, though, Bruce comes around pretty quickly and it's really uh, Aunt Pat that is more like, eh. and Dr. What's-His-Face. Because Tangina like, does the thing where she's like, here's a bunch of shit that she said when I wasn't in the room. It was a, it <laughs> yeah. was a great uh, walk and talk that Tangina yeah. did, too. It was like an Aaron Sorkin-esque, it's like, so where amazing. she's just saying, like, oh, the spirit, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, like, innocence is power, and power <laughs> is only given to us when we're innocent. Yeah, it really harkened back to the first movie. We didn't really get yeah. that kind of monologue in and the I, second one. Yeah, and I love, I, love that, uh, I love that she goes on this whole thing, and then at, when she's done talking, Dr. Satan, who's been walking with them as well, is like, well, that was a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut I'm up, glad Dr. they Steve. told him to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, that was like a, an audience moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which I, that was like a f- actual, like legit funny, this, funny This movie, movie does have some meta things like where, uh, uh, Tom Skerritt makes like a Carrie joke to Nancy Allen, where it's like she was in Carrie. Yeah, like it. It seems to maybe think that it's trying to be funny in some instances. I'm not sure, but I do think that's like Zelda Rubenstein's strength is like these oh, weird yeah. amorphous monologues that yeah. don't. If you think about it, they don't really mean anything, but you're kind of like ooh spooky. You yeah. know? Like, and then we get like what I think was probably like. The best, scariest oh, yeah. scene this is the, in the this movie. This is the coolest scene in the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Um, so they're all looking in the mirror at Carol Ann, and then she realizes Carol Ann. Yeah, she's trying to get her to come out, but then it becomes not Carol Ann, and Carol Ann goes through the mirror and grabs Tangina, and like the scary voice comes out. It's like Tangina, and Tangina is like instantly dead. <laughs> dead. Yeah. Like of course, she's a and mummy. I was like, I was watching this in Starbucks, and I literally was like. Whoa! Like, you know, like I like, yeah. did not see that coming, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then the scary corpse body falls onto the ground and yep. starts opening up, and Donna is screaming bloody murder and comes out of Tangina's body yes. and starts climbing out, and it is really, really freaky and nicely done. And then, and then this movie carries on the theme of once you cross over from the other side, you got 
to take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> take a bath <laughs> That's immediately. Right. That's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, you're full of gunk and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this was an amazing scene. Uh, they talked about it a bunch on the um, special features on the Shot Factory Blu-ray, of course. Shout out to Shot Factory. Um, and, uh, yeah, they talked about how they were, like, trying to figure out the best way to make something that, like, could easily crumble. And they were doing all this, like, you know, research on pie crusts and crepes. And it ended up being, like, a combination of, like, pie crust and wax and stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, amazing. wow. Um, but it looks great. It's yeah. horrifying. Because you're like, oh, my God, a hand's coming out of her body. Oh, my God, it's Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> and and she did a great job. She's screaming yeah. bloody murder. And then she's just screaming Carol Ann's name over and over and over again. It's, like, pretty horrifying. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was probably her audition tape for Twin Peaks. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. She's like totally traumatized. For so sure. then, they, then, yeah, they take her into the bedroom. Uh, Tom Scare kisses her on the lips a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Stop screaming! Let me kiss you. Uh, but no. Then, so then they, the Pat goes out and she starts having a breakdown. Uh, Bruce follows her out there, leaving Donna with Doctor Seaton. I yeah, guess. I guess they figure maybe she's out of danger at this point. Yeah. And they're like, and, we gotta find Carol Ann. And, and then Donna's just like, get the fuck out of here, Doctor yeah. Seaton. Like, I don't yeah. want to deal with you. He's just I like, don't know all, you. Yeah, he's like, we're all having a bad dream. Like, and it's a like, bad dream. Up until this point, I get the feeling that, okay, Bruce has a better relationship with the girls than Pat. But yeah. when Bruce is like, we gotta go find Caroline, and Pat literally says, who the hell goddamn cares? And he's like, <laughs> I'm wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like hard <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, man, okay, you really don't give a shit about Caroline. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. No, like, she, she's even like, you have a daughter. We're here. Let's just go. Yeah. yeah. Let's get out of here. And then he's just kind of like, he doesn't even say, like, you're not yourself. He's just kind of like, uh, no. <laughs> no? That's actually your niece? I'm not even oh, related yeah, he did, to her. He does say that. Yeah. He's like, it's your niece. And then he goes chasing after, and the, yeah, goes chasing after her. There is, we missed one, like, weird thing where, like, there was their, their love. Like, they were being, like, really loving with each other. Oh, and yeah. And is like, good, yeah. that's good. That's your, good. That'll yeah. be your weapon. But I didn't quite know what was happening with Tangina because earlier we saw Scott, uh, he came out of the pool and was all covered in goo. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, which, I guess he was in the pool, so they couldn't give him a bath. And so he has he to was give, frozen. Yeah, he has to give his his uh, testimony covered in goop. He gets no bath. Um, <laughs> but uh, he doesn't want Tangina near him. And at the time, I was like, oh, is like, there something with her necklace? Is there something like happening with this? Uh, is it maybe she's been you know possessed from the other side? Turns out... Not so much. Uh, <laughs> Scott and Donna are Fake. from the other side. Yeah. Oh God. They're mirror, this is something that we have not seen. Folk. This is yeah. something we've not seen happen yet in the yeah. in the films. Oh, we saw Craig T. Nelson be possessed. Possessed. Yeah. Right. Right. That's true. I guess, but not like. But the, come they, back they're, as they're a actually. Copy. But they're, yeah. they're they're literally wearing rubber suits. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. True. Like he starts to rip her face off at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And so they kill Seton. Yeah. Which yeah. then everyone's like, okay, great. Great. I got to <laughs> ask. I got to oh, go ahead. I got to talk a little bit more about Dr. Seton. Okay. All right. What'd you guys think of that scene with his wife? Oh. <laughs> when he's like, he's like talking down to her the entire it's time. More, it's really just more awful. evidence that this guy is a garbage person. And then like before he leaves, he's like, oh yeah, why don't you put the food on a low flame? And then he's like, oh yeah. Don't forget the cilantro. Yeah, who I hate. I was like, why do you have this scene? I don't, don't know. For, don't, well, I think it's just like we're not sure a, you hate this guy enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the actor Richard Fire, he was doing a good job at like being a yeah. Total, he was he was hamming it up as as being a dickbag. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Doctor Seaton, he. Uh, 
Falls nice. for the old fake elevator trick. <laughs> you know that one? You know that one where you rip open an elevator door and then you see it's not there and then you see it go up and then you see it go down. <laughs> then you see a mirror of this kid in there and then you open it up and there's not an elevator there and somebody pushes you. I mean, for but him, yeah. for him, the whole time is just like, this is all fake. Yeah. Nothing real here. Carol Ann is making me think this. He gets, yeah. he gets pushed down an elevator shaft, but then the elevator comes up. He didn't fall that far. It looks like maybe falling the elevator broke his back, but but actually he turned into a zombie by the touch and the same Gino. It's confusing. I think a lot of time passed in between. <laughs> who cares as long as he's dead? In the words of Pat, who the hell goddamn cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he deserved to die for sure. Death. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that's where it's revealed like that Donna and Scott are, uh, you know, they, evil people. They make out, he rips part of his, her face off, then they just walk out, and like to the stairwell, and we don't see that they get like taken back when everything goes back to normal. Well, we see them walking down the hallway, and then we see them only in the mirror. Right. So then it's like, okay, they're back in the. I like to think that they had their own the true mirror. true romance style spinoff where they're <laughs> undead ghosts out Just there went around on the run. fucking people. Up. Yep. <laughs> and they thought we were real. <laughs> So then we get like a bunch of scenes where Bruce and Pat are running around trying to find Carol Ann, trying to escape frozen cars, frozen oh my God. meat that's attacking them. It looks, it looks like literally that the somewhere between Tim Burton's Batman and Adam West Batman, Mr. Freeze, got down to this this, this parking lot and then it's they so like, and starts throwing cars at them. Yeah. Uh yeah, and Kane is like driving one of the cars. <laughs> this is so stupid. They're like, "What do you want?" And from the driver's seat behind the wheel, he's like, "Yeah." Which like we've already established that he doesn't want any of those people right. other than Carolyn. So when he said that, I was like, "Ugh." Yeah, and the whole beginning of the movie, they're like, he's like, he's like. uh Carol Ann, I need you to lead me into the light. And I'm like, that doesn't sound so bad. Why don't you just go sh- go yeah, over the other him. side, show him where the light is, and we'll be done with this. Movie over. Yeah, and that's not what he wanted in the other one. No. <laughs> they just wanted her, like, life force, I right. think. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of talk about that here, too, but I think he ultimately... The first one was more about being led into the light, but that wasn't right. even Kane. That was the other layer of bodies right. above Kane and his followers. <laughs> so many bodies. Um... This one, uh, this is where, like, I start to feel like they're just padding out this movie with scenes of people <laughs> running around. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like you already know, Tangina has already told them the key is that they have to trust each other and love each other, and so you get a whole bunch of like, we trust each other, we love each other, and so now we're gonna like take, we get a few steps closer to defeating the monster, and then all of a sudden the. Not the mom. The aunt Pat will be like, "I don't care about Carol Ann. I hate this. This is all fake. You're lying to me." And then the, of course, the evil spirit starts attacking them again. And then it's like, "Oh no, we're gonna lose." And then it's like, "Oh, now we love each other. Let's make out." And then she's like, "Oh no, forget Carol Ann. I don't care about." And then the monster comes back again. And it's like, oh, "Yeah, okay, all right." I did kind of like the scene when they're in the food, the freezer. Oh, the, the locker is cool. Yeah, the, yeah. And the um, Those and the water creepy. starts like pouring in like vertically. Yeah. at them. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Tangina appears out of the water and is like, take this necklace. It's from Taylor, but I'm not right, going to say his name. name. I'm just going to be like, it's from a medicine man. <laughs> Which I thought was really weird. She, it was. She like references the last movie, but doesn't say his name. Just kind of. Well, like, his name wouldn't mean anything to them. I suppose, but it wouldn't. And she never actually really saw Caroline. Fans. Yeah. yeah. Fans want to hear Taylor's name. <laughs> I don't know. Eh. Um, I didn't miss Taylor to be honest. I was glad we got a lot more Tangina and yeah, Taylor. Tangina deserved to be the spotlight for sure. Yeah, 
she's got her fancy necklace that can do something. Right, that we don't quite know what it is. We don't really and, know and what it is. And when she says, outside in, yeah. outside in. Which, which like... <laughs> outside in. Did it, did it mean literally go outside the building and then go well, into the that's room? what that's surely what Tom Skerritt thinks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what outside in means. That doesn't really make sense to me. And she was kind of even doing like a little backwards talk. Like it sounded like it was almost like a... a Red the, room, yeah, red room situation, yeah, yeah, and and so I was like, oh, maybe she means inside out. Like I'm not sure. No, apparently you got to go to the roof and use the. Uh, you have to die hard it up and get use inside. the Chekhov's window washer. Uh, sure. machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Carolina Pierce. Oh, okay. So Bruce gets sucked in at some point. I don't even barely remember. But then, so Pat's by herself now with the necklace. Yeah, he jumps in. He says, "Hold the necklace," and and Bruce jumps in. Oh, yeah, and he's like, ah! and then Carol Ann comes out. Yeah, Carol Ann's basically just like, you know what? Give me the necklace, and I'll give you back Bruce and Donna, and you can leave. And just forget about me. You don't love me anyway. You don't care about yeah, me. My parents here. don't love me anyway. They <laughs> sent me away to live here with you. And you're kind of like, yeah, they really Save your know. real and, family. And despite what the last 15 minutes of Pat's character has been trying to tell you, <laughs> yeah. she does love Carol Ann. Yeah, I was like, apparently. I don't buy this. <laughs> yeah, The entire movie, she's like, you know, even when they think that they're saved, even when they think they're saved after the whole like yeah. ice car incident, <laughs> she's like, first thing we're going to do when we get upstairs is get that little brat stuff all packed up and get her out of here. Yeah. And Tom's this, like, is like, this is like 10 minutes before this scene. Happens. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. So, and it's where they think that everything's fine. Yeah. Like they think that it's over. And like, the gallery, <laughs> the gallery system comes down and finds them making out like in the, in the garage. And she's like, yeah, like, Oh, I never know anybody had a garage fetish. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. Did something else that bothered me is that the, the assistant was driving a Mercedes and she had a Mercedes symbol earring. Yeah. And she's like, professional. Wow, Consideration. Mercedes Benz. She's just a big fan yeah. of the Benz. No, I mean, it is a troubling, uh, not great optics narrative of, you know, 80s and 90s of like the fact that this childless career woman uh, is only made whole when she learns to accept her role as a mother to these two girls. You know, it's kind of like, come on. Like, they, and they don't really like. Like, they build it up, but then they don't transition well. No. Because it's like, she's so, like, anti-Carol Ann, and then all of a sudden it's just like, no, no, I love you, I love you, and it's just like... I do uh, love you. You know, and and then eventually, like, everything's fine, but it's just like, okay, like, okay, now this woman is made whole by the fact that she's going to embrace her motherhood. Oh, there's where that love for my niece went. I just got on the couch. I lost it. I'm surprised Cain fell for those lies. Yeah. (laughs) He's just he's just gonna let her in and uh, let her uh, take everybody back from the other side. Yeah. So there's a point where Kane's head gets cut off with the shuffle. <laughs> yeah, this was really funny because um, you know his head gets cut off <laughs> and then uh, it slowly degrades. <laughs> rah, rah, it slowly rah. degrades, and I was like, I feel like just the other night we had seen. Uh, Evil Dead, yep. which does some of the similar effects. And I was like, it's so much better in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like this movie had to have had a way bigger budget. It did. <laughs> uh, this movie had Tom Scarrett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the face just kind of like barely does anything. It's very <laughs> yeah, weird. it's really bad. It's very So weird. Tangina, though, we got to talk about her sacrifice. Yes. And so rather than leaving Carol Ann to guide Kane into the light, Tangina decides to say that 
She'll take Kane in right. real light and she spare says she, Carol Ann. She says she has the strength and the, the power. Which is amazing. The knowledge and the power. The but it, it like goes, instead of like the way a sentence normally is intoned, it's like, I have the knowledge and the power. Like it only goes up. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't go, you know, like in the regular intonation of an English language sentence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's great. Um, so then, yeah, Tangina sacrifices herself. Yeah, and she says, you know, tell Carol Ann I'll always love her and that her nightmare is over, which is kind of nice. I mean, I think I like the narrative of, like, Tangina, you know, exiting this way and kind of, like, sacrificing herself. And, I, uh, I really liked it, too. But then fuck this movie because the credits start to roll and then a lightning bolt and Kane laughs. Yeah. A lightning bolt hits the building. It's like, so it's like, yeah, like give Tangina that thing. Like there's closure there or whatever. Hey, and the thing here's 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 the kicker on this that makes me very, very upset is that is that Heather Rourke died died during post this movie. And like the director wanted to shelf it. At this point, but then MJ like, no, we put too much money, like you know, whatever it is. And so instead of giving her like the gas moment, like her nightmare's over. In post, they decided to strike the building with lightning <laughs> and then have came that. <laughs> yeah, and the, it says in the the credits that the movie is de- um, dedicated to Heather right. work. But yeah, I think it, w- it would have been better without that yeah. lightning uh, crack. But maybe the lighting was Tangina leading Kane away into the light, and he was laughing out of joy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we're all about sequels can, here, but we like, can we choose to, that. we can yeah. choose to agree that. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, an interview with Nancy Allen, um, the actress who plays Pat um, in the movie, and they talk a lot about you know when she passed away because lots of people think yeah. that like she passed away during production, but she passed away like they had finished the movie. Um, and then in post Gary Sherman, the director was like, Oh, we need to, we need to fix the ending. Right. And so there is one shot in this end scene where it's like a body double of Heather because she had passed away already. Oh, like when she's being carried by By Bruce, Bruce, uh, coming back through the mirror. That's not really her. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer and it's like sort of poetic that like obviously this little girl was actually sick for many years and yeah. probably in a lot of pain and discomfort and like when Tenjigas is like oh tell her that her nightmare is over and that we'll always love her you know it's kind of like it, it's it's sad <laughs> i don't know if this is true but there's a great story on one of the imdb trivias is that the um when the car part car the garage blows up there's like they tom skirt remembers like oh gas because there's ghost gasoline and he throws a lighter <laughs> Um, and I guess like the set actually caught on fire and they oh almost lost the camera and uh, a few lives. Um, and the next day, uh, Heather O'Rourke showed up to uh, on set and Gary, the director, was telling her like, oh, all this stuff happens. And she goes, oh, did you get the shot? <laughs> <laughs> which true, I, which I hope is true. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, there is actually on the Blu-ray what I assume must be uh, the alternate ending that they decided to scrap because uh-huh. it's wildly different. <laughs> what, what happens there? Um, so in this, in this ending, uh, you know, to set this up, let me play this yeah. last clip here. So when Nancy Allen, who plays Pat, she goes into the, into Carol Ann's room finally. And this is one of the scenes where I was just like, are you joking me with all the names? <laughs> <laughs> she goes in and uh, here is what she says. Bruce? 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 
she resets herself. <laughs> Hold on. Gross! Like, is she gonna say everyone's name here? In order of appearance. <laughs> Bruce! Bruce! <laughs> Dr. Seaton! Scott! <laughs> now, nobody cares about Scott. So, so in this alternate ending, which was super weird to watch because apparently the, the thing pops up like, there's no audio available for this, so uh, they put in subtitles based on what was in the script. Okay. Um, so she goes into the room and she looks around and she finds everyone frozen. Like you right. don't even see this in the movie. Uh, she finds everyone frozen, like Carol Ann frozen in a chair, Donna frozen, Tom Scarrett frozen. Um, and suddenly, uh, you know, Kane is there and like confronting her. Uh, and out of nowhere, Tangina comes and um, with a samurai sword. No, she comes and she's holding the necklace. Okay. And she's like, get away from her! And, like, holds a necklace at him. And the necklace starts to glow and does, like, some sort of magic thing. And there's a whole separate effect, you know, like, where his right. head gets cut off. There's a whole separate effect where he's standing still and his eyes roll back in his head. And then his face starts to melt, like, standing <laughs> up. Okay. Uh, and Tangina's holding the thing like, yeah, you're going to get him now. Uh, her, his eyes roll back. He melts. And then... Uh, suddenly uh, everything's fine and like it's it cuts to like all of them like alive sitting on the bed okay uh, and it's uh, Pat Bruce Carol Ann Donna and Scott oh Scott survives in the alternate ending Oh, I saw you, this picture you... on Google and I thought it was just like a promotional shot but yeah I, see, I think it I is a promotional it. shot. Yeah, they're all on the same, bed. Yeah, it's that same thing that they must they must have shot that like at the same time. Can you read me those names again? Uh, it's Bruce, <laughs> Pat, Carol, and Scott, and Donna. Oh, okay. not Doctor Seton. No, Doctor Seton's fucking dead. Bye. So is Tangina. She sacrificed herself no. either way. Tangina. But it's just weird. It's also possible that the poltergeists are vulnerable to proper nouns. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The whole movie, it's not just Carol Bruce, Ann, it's like everyone. Carol Ann. There's that scene where McDonald's. they're like, Pat is chasing Bruce through the stairwell. And oh, he's yeah. like, Bruce! <laughs> Bruce! It's so bad. But this movie was, uh, it was fun to watch. Cause, yeah. Because of the craziness. And uh, I feel, feel like, you know, with the uh, things that they had to work with, they, um, you know, did an okay job. I think I liked some of the... Set pieces more than the second yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think it. I think it is better than the second movie. Yeah, yeah. You got you got a rating for this one, Tyler. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I I feel like it's either you got uh, how many gallons of ghost gasoline? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or hypnotic suggestion coffee mugs or mustachioed mummies. <laughs> Let's go hypnotic suggestion coffee mugs. All right, yeah. I'm I'm down for that. I'm going to give this one, uh, I think I gave the last one four. I'm going to give this one four, too. Uh, I feel like it's about the same for me. Um, Some of the unintentional hilarity, uh, like, really works in its favor on this one. (laughs) I I had fun watching it for that kind of stuff. And it was fun to finally, you know, after I had seen that supercut, it was fun to finally see the full full film in action. Um, And I do feel like, yeah, they got a little bit hindered by the budget. Um, but you can tell that everyone's like really putting in a lot of work. It's not easy to do the mirror, uh, effects that they're doing in this movie. Um, lots of stuff going on there. Uh, and, uh, 
Yeah, I feel like they did a decent job continuing in it with what they had. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, I can't remember what I gave the second one, but I did like this one a little more. Uh, I'll just say five hypnotic suggestion coffee mugs. Um, I thought, like I said, the set pieces and the effects are really cool, especially the thing with Donna coming out of Tangina's body that was like legitimately pretty freaky. And um, a lot of the times where Carol Ann was switching from being like a old ghost person to real Carol Ann um, was cool. I think it just kind of like suffers from narrative confusion as did the second one is like, whose story is this? Like, I think both of these movies could have benefited from like honing in on one single protagonist instead of like dealing with all these different people's like storylines and, uh, arcs. Um, and yeah, I didn't love the, uh, aunt Pat, uh, you know, childless, of heart. childless woman heart grows three sizes that day or whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know, like that's kind of so, uh, déclassé. <laughs> so well played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tyler. Uh, yeah, I definitely like this more than the fifth, uh, the fifth one, <laughs> uh, than the second one. I think the second one is one of those that kind of takes away everything that's kind of good about the first one. The third one being an extension of the second one, uh, at least it, it, it's like once removed from those sins. And I think it does some fun stuff. It doesn't need to be Kane. It could just be some nameless thing that still wants Carol Ann. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it could have been like, uh, now the other side knows she has powers. Right. And so now yeah, all like, sorts like, yeah. of things are coming yeah. for her. So yeah, I think I'll give it five. Uh, I'm not suggesting coffee mugs. I think that it is perfectly fun. I think the puddle stuff's great. I think there's a lot more memorable effects. Uh, tequila worm monster aside than the second one. And uh, yeah. Uh, Tyler, I wanted to say uh, tonight, yeah. it, like your outfit, it looks like you're wearing last year's salary. <laughs> very nice well, well i guess it's so much so much for last year's salary and then tom scarrett says you look great wet Yay. Yeah. well anyway kisses are on the map i'm not entirely sure that this entire film was a wasn't a mass hypnotic suggestion <laughs> Uh, well, that brings us to the end of the OG trilogy. Was, did right. this go in theaters? Did it do okay? Yeah, this was in theaters. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it did all right. Let's, yeah. I can take a quick look here. Um, I don't know if it says actually. On eh, well, whatever. But um, I think so now we go on to what, a TV series? Yeah, we're taking a little bit of a detour. That's right. Most of you probably already know that there was a, there was a remake, but we're going to take a little trip to Showtime for Poltergeist the Legacy. Legacy, which uh, the director directs a few episodes of, I hear. Yeah, Gary Sherman is involved in it. Um, I believe there's four seasons, 88 episodes. Jesus. You guys. Wait, you we, said there's four seasons? There's four yeah. seasons. Oh, my God. We don't have time to watch all 88 episodes, okay? We're not strictly a Poltergeist podcast. Yes. A Poltercast or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> A gas cast. It's probably already a geist cast. Yeah. yeah. There's probably already one called that. Um, so I think we're going to just watch the pilot. So if you guys want to watch this, I think it's yeah. available on Amazon Prime right yep. now. As far as I could tell. I might do a first and last. We'll see. Ooh, How are there four seasons of this? And like, I've never even heard of it. <laughs> I mean, it, nobody knew what Showtime was doing in 1996. Exactly. Oh, 96. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, 1996 okay. Showtime. So. You know, none of us had Showtime. Yeah. Uh, oh, heck no. What, do I look like I'm made out of money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were kids, okay? Come on. 
Kind of, kind I couldn't of even afford we Disney watching, Channel. We were, we were watching Power Rangers the movie, okay? I was, <laughs> I was right. taping on VCR the free Disney Channel weekend every time it yeah. came around and then rewatching Plus, it like 40 Showtime times. Was probably just full of boobs or something. Like, I'm, HBO it probably was, was. okay. Yeah. There, there'll probably be boobs in this pilot. <laughs> this is interesting. Ghost Early uh, premium cables, original <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know nothing about this. I am excited to That yeah. said, um, you know, hearing about what a little uh, consummate professional Heather O'Rourke was becoming yeah. and like seeing her yeah. in these last few mu- movies. It's a huge bummer uh, that she passed away at this point. Like it would have been super cool since obviously she's like the one that continues to like lean in and not care about keeping to do these movies whereas all the other people kind of dropped out. It would have been super cool if she had become like like a new teenage Tangina, like helping yeah. other kids or like investigating. Yeah. Now, you know, like now, in, nowadays she'd have a CW show. Exactly. Yeah. It would have been super cool. And then like <laughs> she bad. grows up and has her own kids and like, it would have been really cool. Uh, well, I'm glad we got her for uh, these three movies. Absolutely. At least. Yeah. Yes. She was great. She was great. And in, in all of them. And you know, like this movie too, like, uh, it's the, you know the last movie she did, and I like that they kind of give her a little bit of a bigger role mm-hmm. in this. She has more lines. She gets to kind of have a little bit more of a personality. Yeah, I would have liked if it had even been more about her and the the trauma of being sent away from her parents and going to live somewhere else, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, until next week, Elis. Where can people keep in touch with us? Yeah, you can email us at sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Sequel Rights. Yeah, and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you can. Tell us your weird mirror stories of something. Or even better, on social media, you can send us photos of what your weird mirror self is doing <laughs> behind your back. Yeah, I got lots of creepy doppelganger vibes yeah. uh, from this movie. And uh, some of the real-life stories I've heard of doppelgangers, real creepy. Yeah. So send that stuff into yeah. us. We love it. We love it. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're turning on our TVs, even though we probably shouldn't based on this whole, uh, <laughs> we're going back outside the holiday and wheeling the TV yeah. back inside, tune it into showtime. Right. Oh yeah. Cause that was like pretty much the only place you could watch showtime would yeah. be in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys on showtime next week. Bye. Poltergeist legacy. <laughs>